With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Draymond Green Show. Uh, FYI, just a few things on the business side before we get into the episode. Uh, we have started an exciting partnership uh, with Bleacher Report, which means you'll be able to see, uh, watch some of these episodes of our show on the Bleacher Report app, which is extremely exciting. Um, you know, so if you're getting pings and all these things from Bleacher Report, some of our shows will now be popping up. It's great. Uh, however, if that's where you're watching, um, not all of them will be there. So make sure you still subscribe to the YouTube channel, the Volumes YouTube channel, uh, so that you don't miss any of our content. Uh, but it's exciting. With that said, uh, let's get straight into it. Uh, the Lakers smacked the Warriors last night by 30, uh, 127 and 97. Um, <clears throat> you know, like I said, as a thing of late, of course, I was in foul trouble. Um, very interesting thing, but nonetheless, uh, have to play, play without fouling, uh, and stay on the floor. So that's what, um, I am going to attempt to do. That's what I have been attempting to do. Uh, didn't quite go my way last night and in turn, it hurt us. AD had a big game with 25 and 13, um, <clears throat> few steals, few blocks, four blocks, and a large part of that is again, I think, you know, me being in foul trouble. You know, I have to be on the floor to defend. I got to be better there. Uh, I think he did a really good job defensively. He's got his got a lot of deflections, uh, which which changes things. You know, it messes up the rhythm of your offense. It you know messes up the flow of your offense when when you when you have a lot of deflections. So, got to give him a lot of credit there. Uh, D'Lo was really good. He got out to a very fast start. Um, had 21 points. Five for eight from three. Uh, Got to do a better job of containing D'Lo. I think, you know, when in this series when we've contained him, uh, we've been pretty good. Now, obviously, it's three games and they're up two to one. But, uh, you know, a couple games, pretty much most of the games, he's gotten off to a fast start, but we've been able to slow it down. Um, last night, we didn't do a good job of slowing it down. Uh, Bron, after not taking any shots, Steph said to me, like, yo, I'm trying to figure Bron out. Like, what what like I don't know. After not taking a shot um, <clears throat> through most of the first half, 
uh, he ended up getting it going with 21, 8, and 8. And, you know, it was big, really big. Uh, hit some big shots, some timely shots. Uh, one of the threes he hit on the wing in the first half was a very timely bucket. And, you know, it slowed our run down. Um, you know, it was in the midst of their run. And we didn't quite do a good enough job. I thought we got off to a really good start and, you know, finished the quarter up seven. I think at one point we went up 41 to 30. And everything seemed to be rolling our way. And then they went to the free throw line every play. And, it, and that stops us from flowing. You know, that stops the flow of the game. So I got to do a better job um, defending without fouling. Uh, you know, that's... We know what that does to our, not only our defense, but what it does to our offense as well. Um, 19 turnovers. And I know at one point um, we had 12, tur 12 turnovers. They had like 17 points off of them. So I'm not sure what the final numbers were. But it's hard to stop that team in transition if you're turning the ball over um, and not making them play against our set defense. Uh, that's the... You know, other side, when you're talking set defense, we've been talking about free throws with them and their defense getting set, us turning the ball over. Um, and I think they had 27 points off those turnovers. Um, us turning the ball over doesn't allow our defense to get set. So if you're allowing them to set every play, you're not getting set every play, they're going to have an advantage. And as you can see, uh, they won that pretty handily. Um, Made some adjustments. They put Jared Vanderbilt on me, put Austin Reeves on Steph to try to slow the pick and roll down. Um, you know, get them some credit. They did a good job. Uh, you know, it's on us how we respond. I know that we will respond. We always do respond. Um, but we just have to do a better job. Uh, like Coach Kerr said, we lost our poise a little bit there. Well, I can take that on the chin. Very frustrating game. Um, but like I said, you have to figure it out. And, you know, there's a way to win and a way to lose. I don't think we did a good job of that. So we'll be better there. Um, our mindset moving forward, I think the adjustment, the number one adjustment that is always made in an NBA game, and you can see that in their game, is playing with force. Uh, they played with more force last night than they played with in game two. You know, and that's that's always the number one adjustment outside of any X and O, outside of switching Jared Vanderbilt and Austin Reeves or AD moving up on a pick and roll. The, the, the number one adjustment any team will always make is the amount of force that they play with. And, you know, they did that. You got to give them some credit. They play with a lot more force than us. Uh, I would say probably from midway through the second quarter on uh, from that, you know, at that point, we had the game totally under our control. And then it flipped. So, you know, I think for us, we got to do a better job of we see a run, making sure we get a shot that we want. I don't think we did a good job of that. And, you know, when you don't, sometimes it get out of hand. It got out of hand for us. So we'll be better. Um, and, you know, in turn, we'll look to even this series up 2-2 heading back home. Uh, the goal is always to come win one, obviously, Want to come down here and win two? That's not possible now. So you come get one, try to take a home court advantage back and head back home and, and, and look to take game five, but starting with game four tomorrow. So, I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years 
and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royals. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to getting back out there, hopefully not in foul trouble, and just do what I got to do to help my team win. And I trust in that. Uh, elsewhere, the, the New York Knicks lost uh, to the Miami Heat, uh, slipping to a, a two-to-one deficit for the Knicks. Uh, Jimmy Butler was back. As I thought, you get those extra couple days of rest and come back humming. I'll tell you what, man, the media has really been pushing. I've seen this Alonzo Mourne and Larry Johnson fight a million times in the last five days. And they're really pushing this thing and, like, want it to be a fight so bad. And, like, the little scuffle happens. And, like, oh, there it is again. It's it's so funny. Like, let it go. Let let Grandma mind and, and Zoe enjoy the game in peace. They don't want to be shown fighting every single game. No, but seriously. Um <clears throat> Jimmy Butler came back 28 points. 
I didn't particularly have a great shooting night for Jimmy, and yet still got it done. Uh, Max Strews got it done. I thought one interesting thing was Gabe Vincent really struggled, and he's been playing really well. And with his struggle, uh, Kyle Lowry coming off the bench has been really good, and he was good last game. But Gabe Vincent has been really playing well, and with his struggle, they still won by 20 points. Julius Randle struggled quite a bit, and I think that's because the style of play that Julius Randle plays, like, that is Miami Heat style of play. Like, they're muddying it up. They're, like, they're physical. And so they're going to match Julius Randle's physicality. And if you're just playing in the crowd, it gets tough, you know, because one thing about a Miami Heat defense is there will not be gaps. Uh, that has been established from Pat Riley, Eric Spolster on down. Their defense, there will not be any gaps. They're going to try to keep the ball in front of them and make you play in the crowd. And they've done a good job with Julius Randle. Obviously, he's missed a significant part of the last four or five weeks. So trying to get your rhythm against that defense, whew, that's tough. And he's had uh, quite a bit of struggle. We'll see how he bounces back in game four. But um, I expect more of the same. And not that Julius Randle isn't capable, but Miami is going to make him play in the crowd and make someone else beat them. And that's just who they are. So uh, not that Julius can't get it going. Julius is always capable of getting it going. But I just don't see how that's going to happen against this Miami defense. I think Tibbs is going to have to do a great job of moving him around into spots. And, you know, Tibbs is a defensive specialist, like one of the goats when you're talking about uh, specialty covering defense. Um, not known for offensive adjustments. Not saying that he's not capable, just not what he's known for. And he's going to have to move Julius around in different spots to get him going uh, because catching at the top of the key against that defense or at the free throw line, they're just going to shrink the floor and make you take tough shots. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, the Celtics came out and punished Sixers at home. Uh, played a lot in transition, played a lot in space. Um, Al Horford is shooting the lights out the ball. Jason Tatum hit some big shots down the stretch. Um, some nice shots, I would say. Uh, they and James Harden struggled again, and they're they're really trying to make Joel guard in space. They're getting him in switches on Jason. They're getting him in switches on uh, Jalen. And what they're doing is they're removing the rim presence from um, Joel and B, making him guard in space, and then they're just attacking and uh. They did a good job. Also expected that response from the Celtics. Uh, they, you know, they've they've shown to be one of those teams that'll come out and lay an egg. But when they lay that egg, boy, they come back firing. Um, and sure enough, they did. Now they'll look to take both on the road and go up three to one. I think the MVP gonna have something to say about that, but C's got something to say as well. So. Uh, we'll see how that one turns out. Um, I think some of the problems that the Celtics are causing for the Philly are just, like, problems that Philly aren't going to be able to fix. Like, you don't have Jason Tatum. You don't have Jalen Brown. Yes, you do have Joel Embiid, who's 
absolutely insane, but them a lot like Miami, they're going to make Joel play in a crowd and make someone else beat them. And the difference in between Boston and Brooklyn, number one, Boston's just a much better team. But Boston's length, they can make Joel play in a crowd and and they have good enough defenders. Uh, Grant Williams has been doing a good job on Joel and he's really just fronting and trying to keep his body from Joel's. Um, you got Robert Williams who's Al Horford, they they switch. They're throwing different defenders. Marcus Smart has been. <laughs> they're throwing different defenders and different looks at Joel, which I think is very interesting because you're not giving him a steady diet of anything. So it's like possession, possession, or every ten possessions you're facing a different defender, and you're just trying to figure that defender out. And like Joel's, he had a, a pretty good game, but that's difficult. And like I said, they're going to make someone else beat them, but as opposed to Brooklyn, they are long enough and athletic enough to contest those shots. So even when you're making Joel play in a the crowd, they can still get great shot contests. And so not are they, they're, they're not saying uh, what you see in Brooklyn do, which is completely swarm Joel and someone else is going to have to beat us on uncontested threes. They're shrinking the floor and getting a contest with their length and athleticism, and they're making it really tough. So... We'll see how this one turns out. Um, like I said, I know Joel's aspirations of tr- uh, playing in a championship and conference finals and all of those things. But Boston is tough. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, the Suns went down, uh, you know, made it 2-1 to one behind Devin Booker, 47-9. and nine. KD had a great game as well. I think he finished with 39. Um, not, still not quite the shooting numbers uh as far as efficiency goes that we're used to seeing from Kevin Durant uh but D book 20 for 25 uh D book was absolutely incredible carried those guys obviously like I said K had a great game but um they're going to need DeAndre Ayton to play well in order to beat the Denver Nuggets and you got to give Jock Londell credit he did a great job in his minutes but can you actually beat the Denver Nuggets with Jock Londell having to play as many minutes as he's play as he played? Um, you got Devin Booker and you got Kevin Durant, so you're always going to have an opportunity to win. But I think that's tough. Like you need the guy who you pay uh, whatever thirty something million dollars a year to be your center. Your big man, you need him to play well. You're playing against another great, uh, well, a great center. You're playing against a great center. You need the guy that you trusted and believed in to be on that court. This is the playoffs. I, you know, wasn't playing well. I respect Monty for being there, being willing to make the move. But if you're going to win, D-Book not going to go for 47-9 and nine every night and K not going for 39 every night. Now, they're capable. Now, I'm saying they're not capable of having big nights. But to apply that type of pressure and not get anything from DeAndre Aiden is going to be tough to win. So Phoenix can tie this series up, uh, but it's going to have to come from a big night from DeAndre Aiden. After watching that film, Mike Malone is not going to allow his defense to let Book go for 47 again and KD go for 39. Now, yes, Denver does have some Issues defensively at times, but I don't see that happening. And they're going to need more from Aiden. Uh, TJ Warren got it going a little bit. 
But if you're the Denver Nuggets, you're going to make T.J. Warren beat you. You can't allow Devin Booker and Kevin Durant to beat you. So we'll see how that goes. But two to one, uh, like all series are right now. And like I said earlier, I'm looking forward to getting back out there, not being in foul trouble, being out there with my dogs and taking this thing to two two. Till next episode of the Draymond Green Show. That's a wrap. Peace. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.